You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, welcome in to today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. I am your host, Kevin McGuire, editor of Nittany Lions Wire on the USA Today Sports Media Group, and of course a contributor to Athlon Sports. And today we're going to take a little bit of a step away from some of the spring game preview coverage. Today was supposed to be designated as our Twitter Tuesday episode. However, a lack of questions and a little bit of an interesting story that popped up on the USA Today website I figured it was worth discussing in today's episode anyway. Don't worry, we'll get back to the pregame coverage leading up to this weekend's final spring practice for Penn State, continuing with tomorrow's podcast as originally scheduled. We're going to be taking a look at the defensive side of the football and what to expect this Saturday. And as far as that spring game is concerned, still waiting for some updates, but I have a general sense of how Saturday is going to go down. We'll get into that real quickly. And of course, we have got a couple other fun topics of discussion for you in today's podcast. Of course, before we get started, I do want to make sure that you are following this podcast on whatever podcasting app you personally prefer. It doesn't matter how you listen to us as long as you are listening to us. We are available on just about every platform you can imagine, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can also catch us on the Odyssey app, which is formerly from Radio.com. It's now Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. And you can make sure you follow us there and listen to us on your smart speaker. We're on Amazon Music. You can tell your Alexa devices to play us. It is great to have us pretty much in every room and in every portable device you can possibly imagine. We're trying to take over your world if you haven't realized that already. Of course, we do appreciate all of you guys who have already followed on whatever podcasting app you prefer. Of course, if you leave a rating and a review, we love you even more. And if you leave a five-star review, we want to know about it. Take a screenshot of it, send it along to us, and we will shout you guys out on our Friday episode in a special Friday five-star edition of the podcast. So make sure you check that out. Make sure you send us a copy of your five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you happen to be sharing that to. And so we can hear what you guys are saying and we can recognize you guys on the podcast as well. You can also reach out to us on our social media platforms. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, as well as Twitch, all using the username of Locked On Nittany. So that's Facebook.com slash Locked On Nittany, Twitter.com slash Locked On Nittany, Instagram.com slash Locked On Nittany, and of course, Twitch.tv slash Locked On Nittany. Stay tuned for Saturday. We're hoping to do a little bit of a post-game live stream reaction, which is going to be airing on our Twitch channel. We'll also have the audio, if we get a chance to put that together, we'll have that audio for you guys on the podcast feed as well. But of course, you've joined the live stream, you get a chance to interact and join the podcast and get your questions and your comments read in the podcast. And of course, that's always going to be fun. We're looking forward to doing that much more moving forward, certainly in the fall. But let's iron out some of the the wrinkles right now and get it all started. So with all that out of the way, I know it was a little bit of a mouthful. Let's go ahead and get started with today's episode. So yesterday in the podcast, which I recorded on Sunday afternoon, I made it known that I was still waiting to see some of the concrete information for how Penn State's final spring practice was going to be conducted. And I'll be honest, if I missed it, I missed it. Uh, But I do have a sense that we have an idea of what's going on. I haven't actually seen it in writing myself, but it looks as though Penn State's final spring practice is going to be held around noon Eastern in Beaver Stadium. Of course, some fans will be allowed into the stands. First-year students at Penn State 
families and friends of the players are going to be inside Beaver Stadium. So that'll be pretty cool. I haven't looked at the weather forecast just yet, but I'm going to start taking a look at the five-day outlook uh, starting today, actually, so we can get a sense of what the weather could potentially be like. It seems as though the Penn State spring game generally has some good days, but it did her best as far as the weather is concerned. Of course, if you're not getting a chance to go to the spring game, you probably don't care really too much about the weather. And I keep saying spring game, but everything has been referring to this as the final spring practice. This is not your traditional blue-white game. And I know that James Franklin has kind of changed the way that they conduct the final spring game, spring practice, compared to years past. And I don't really know if that's necessarily a bad thing. But it does look as uh, we are looking at around a noon Eastern start time for the blue-white game. And I th- say that because I saw the post-game schedule. And it looks around 2.15 p.m. after this final spring practice, there's going to be a media availability. So it looks to me as though we're talking about a noon kickoff. I haven't seen anything confirming that. Again, if I missed it, I missed it. I will kind of stay up to date on that, try to get some more information on that today. And, of course, we can update you guys on the podcast tomorrow. But it looks like we're looking at an early afternoon, which is pretty typical. Penn State's spring game, final spring practice, whatever you want to call it is typically earlier in the afternoon and it makes for a pretty fun day when this is a normal circumstance. Maybe that'll be the case next year for the 2022 uh, blue-white game, but certainly still going through the pandemic, still kind of taking things with as much caution as necessary. And certainly Penn State's mission has been to take all the precautions that they can in order to welcome back as many people as possible in the fall for those big athletic events, including, and of course, notably, Uh, Penn State football. So we do know that here in the state of Pennsylvania, the outdoor restrictions have been elevated recently, and we're still a long way to go before getting 110,000 people back in Beaver Stadium, but it is a step in the right direction. Uh, And I've said before, pay attention to what's going on in the baseball season with the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Philadelphia Phillies as far as their stadium capacities, because as those stadiums get a chance to welcome more fans, that certainly suggests that Penn State will be able to do the same by the time the football season rolls around. Same for the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Philadelphia Eagles, but we don't really care about them. But we do have two terrific podcasts covering both of those teams. So make sure you check out Locked on Steelers and Locked on Eagles uh, for all your NFL coverage within the state of Pennsylvania. That's a great thing about the Locked on Podcast Network. We've got all those teams covered. We don't have every college team covered right now, but we do have every NFL team, every Major League Baseball team, all the NHL teams, all the NBA teams. Shout out to all the NHL staff on the Locked On Podcast Network for their terrific trade de- deadline uh, coverage yesterday with a live show and everything. Pretty fun to catch that. If you didn't, uh, if you missed out on it, make sure you kind of go back and watch the replay or stay tuned for other live events because we're doing a lot more of that stuff lately on the across the network. So pretty cool. I don't know what the plans will be for college football, but hopefully we'll be involved in that some way and in some form. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I am in the midst of some spring cleaning. And you know what? One of the things I need to do is clean out my car. My car is a little bit of a mess. I will be honest. And it's also a good time to make sure everything's in tune with your car. Now, if you need any auto parts or you have any needs for your car or your truck, make sure you head to rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business, and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. How is that possible, you ask? Well, it's because they offer you the most efficient and the most stress-free process for buying all the parts you need for your car or truck. Look, if you're a novice like me, 
trying to find something for your car can be pretty intimidating. But fortunately, rockauto.com makes it incredibly easy. All you have to do is go to the website, rockauto.com. You enter the make and model of your vehicle, and it brings you up the entire catalog of everything they have available specifically for that vehicle. That's right. No cross-reference guides, no standing in the aisle, look, scratching your head, trying to figure everything out, hoping that an associate maybe comes to help you out. It's all right there for you on rockauto.com. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on all the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts across the Locked On Podcast Network. So follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, while you're doing that, make sure you are following the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. We're available on all the podcasting platforms, including that great Odyssey app. Of course, formerly radio.com. Now it's Odyssey. And that is spelled A-U-D-A-C-Y. Look it up in your mobile stores and make sure you download and update your apps today and make sure you're following the Locked On Today podcast and the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. Now, of course, you know, as I've said before, I am the editor of a USA Today sports media group affiliated website covering Penn State Nittany Lions with NittanyLionsWire.com. And we're about to talk about a story that does appear on USA Today Sports, but I just wanted to put it out there real quick that I was planning on having all the show notes for this podcast available for you on NittanyLionsWire.com. I've been instructed to kind of move away from that because there could be a little bit of a conflict in interest. So just putting it out there, I am looking for a place to put the actual show notes for these podcasts. I may be putting it on my Patreon page, but I will keep you guys updated once I figure out exactly how I want to roll with the show notes. Because I do think that show notes are pretty important to have for your podcast. Yes, they show up in the item, the show description for every podcast out there, but I want to make sure that I've got a separate spot just for show notes so I can share all the links to everything and just kind of have some additional commentary. So when I figure that all out, I will let you guys know exactly where you can find the show notes. Naturally, the big focus this week for Penn State fans is the finale to the spring football practice schedule with the final spring practice coming up this Saturday. But right after that, it's all hands on deck for NFL draft coverage. That's right. The NFL draft is right around the corner. It's creeping up on us quicker and quicker. If you're not paying attention, it's going to be here before you know it. And there, of course, there are some Penn Staters that are hoping to be drafted. It looks like three for sure are going to be drafted. I'm going to say that four are definitely going to be drafted. I don't think there's any question that Micah Parsons is going in the first round. We've talked before about how Jason Oway has his stock rising, could potentially go in the first round, probably still more likely to go early second round. And then there's Pat Frymuth, who's kind of uh, scattered around the different mock drafts. I've seen some in the first round. I've seen some in the second round. I've seen some in the third round. So he's going to be in the first three rounds, I think, for sure. Just a matter of where exactly he could potentially land as potentially the second best tight end in the class. So that's why you think he might go a little bit earlier than some of the later projections. And then, of course, there's also Shaka Tony, who I believe is going to be drafted probably in the second half of the draft. And Lamont Wade is still kind of a guy that looks like he could potentially be drafted in a late round, but not necessarily given, probably more likely to go with an undrafted free agent uh, contract right after the draft, as will be the case for a lot of players. But it looks like those are the three or four guys uh, that you should be paying attention to as far as the draft is concerned. But this is also a time where a lot of NFL publications are looking back at past drafts, looking at some of the best draft picks. And of course, some people are having a lot of fun with some of the biggest draft busts. And 
Penn State, unfortunately, has had a few players that have been labeled draft busts. Now, USA Today put out a list of the 101 biggest NFL draft busts, according to them. And a grand total of six Penn Staters made the cut. Now, six out of 101, probably not too bad. It's actually more than 101 because some of the draft picks kind of uh, combine a couple players or a couple complete draft rounds or draft classes entirely for some teams, uh, Cleveland Browns, New York Jets. Uh, but I do think that it is always kind of interesting to look back and see some of the analysis of some of those uh, draft picks that have completely blown up for one reason or another. Now, of course, when we're talking about draft picks or draft busts, the first thing that always comes to my mind happens to be one of my personal favorite Penn Staters, and that, of course, is Kajana Carter. Kajana Carter was a terrific college running back for Penn State, a Heisman finalist, uh, running her up to uh, Rashawn Salam of Colorado, and you cannot think about the 1994 team without thinking about the impact that Kajana Carter had. Now, that offense was loaded. There's no question about that, but Kajana Carter, to me, was always the Penn Stater that I thought was the best running back that I have ever seen. Now, I don't go as far back. Obviously, I respect the history and some of the icons uh, like Franco Harris and Lydell Mitchell, just to name a couple. Uh, but I think as far as the time that I have followed Penn State football, John Carter is probably the best running back all around that I've seen until Saquon Barkley came around. Uh, I, I think that Kajana Carter, Saquon Barkley, I personally don't think you can go wrong with either one of them. Uh, but, you know, there's a special fondness in my heart for Kajana Carter because he played on the team that really got me uh, interested in Penn State football to the degree that I am today with that 1994 team. And that, to me, always hurt me when I saw what happened to him with his pro career. And Kajana Carter always pops up on these lists. Now, I was surprised to see just how far down the list that USA Today had Kajana Carter on their list. I'm not going to spoil everything for you, but I do want to mention the names that were on this list and we're going to kind of go through them a little bit here and there. But John Carter coming in at number 42 on the list of 101. So he's still in the upper half among the biggest draft busts of all time in the NFL draft. But, you know, usually when you're talking about draft bust lists, Kajana Carter seems to come very early in the list, if not number one, I've seen over the years. Now, of course, there's reason to believe that Kajana Carter is a legitimate quote, bust of a draft pick because he was the first overall pick of the Cincinnati Bengals in that 1995 draft. The Bengals did trade up to move him or to draft him. Uh, notably, they traded with the Carolina Panthers, who were an expansion team, making their first picks in the, in the 1995 draft. And the Panthers drafted down and they just drafted Penn State quarterback Kerry Collins. Turned out to be a pretty decent pick. They go to the NFC Championship. But as for the Bengals, Kajana Carter gets drafted first overall. Gets injured in his first preseason game, one of his first snaps, I believe, that he had. I don't recall exactly, but I know it was very early. Probably one of the first couple of handoffs he had in that game, if not the first. And he tears his knee up. And his professional career is completely sidelined or sidetracked, I should say, right before it ever got going, which is a darn shame. Now, we already know that the, the running back lifespan in the NFL is not particularly long. There's no reason to suggest that Kajana Carter would have lasted 10, 15 years in the NFL if he had not been injured in his first preseason game. But to not even really have a chance to play at his full potential in the NFL, to me, is one of the biggest shames, certainly as far as Penn State football players are concerned. Obviously, he did last in the NFL for a good number of years, good handful of years, and he had some he had some good moments, which was always good to see. But never really felt like we saw the best of Kajana Carter 
at the NFL level the way we were supposed to. I think we all deserved it. And, you know, John Carter always comes off as a genuinely good guy. He certainly deserved much more chances. So, obviously, it is unfortunate that he gets lumped in with the biggest bust. And, you know, I think it's pretty harsh to call him a bust because of the injury factor. But, you know what, injuries do come into play here. And if a team trades up to draft a running back number one overall, uh, and he tears his knee in his first preseason game, yeah, I, I think you have to call that a bust for the Bengals. Um, that's not a knock on Kajana Carter, but the Bengals probably could have gone a different way, and who knows if anything turns out differently for them, or Kajana Carter uh, had things gone differently. But of course, Kajana Carter is always going to be on this list. Another player who is a running back from Penn State that always appears in some of these lists. How about Blair Thomas? Of course, of draft pick of the New York Jets in that 1990 draft uh, with the second overall pick. And yeah, it uh, didn't quite go well for Blair Thomas. He had a good first couple of years, but then he got banged up in 1992. Uh, really slowed him down with the injuries. His yardage production went down and down. Uh, you know, after his first three seasons, he never had a 100-yard season in his final few years in the NFL. So very unfortunate. And again, a number two overall pick. And you're talking about a guy who was the MVP of the 1989 Holiday Bowl, 1990 Senior Bowl, an All-American second teamer and a Heisman Trophy finalist. Lots of reason to suspect great things out of Blair Thomas at the NFL level. But like Kajana Carter, injuries eventually got in the way. Uh, unfortunately for Blair, for Blair Thomas, they came in just as he was probably going to get going. Because like I said, he had a good decent first couple of seasons in a running back committee uh, but I think that he was getting ready to maybe take that next step and just never did and that's unfortunate and when you take a number one or a number two overall pick on a running back and you don't get the kind of production out of them especially when you could have had Emmett Smith like the New York Jets passed on to draft Blair Thomas it's going to come back to haunt you and you know the New York Jets are no stranger to Penn State busts of an NFL draft pick Got one more, got two more actually coming up in our next segment. One, not surprising. One, I thought was very surprising. I'll explain in the next segment. But first, let's make sure you guys are ready to gamble on some sports this week. Baseball, NBA, NHL, whatever you want, you can get it on betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sports action. And they've got all the sports covered. Like I said, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL. You can even bet on award shows, TV shows, reality TV. You name it, you can bet on it with BetOnline. They've got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. Best way to place your bets, and it is totally free to sign up. All you have to do is head to their website on your desktop, or on your laptop, or even on your mobile device. Head to betonline.ag and sign up today for free. And then when you make your first deposit, make sure you use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. And unlike other sports gambling websites out there, this is going to be an unlimited 50% welcome bonus. So no matter what your first deposit is, you're going to get 50% from BetOnline thrown into your account on top of that. That is free money to make money, and you're not going to get that deal anywhere else. And that is why BetOnline is your online sportsbook experts. Coming up next week from April 19th through the 26th, make sure to listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason LaConfora, and Michael Lombardi. 
our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Make sure you subscribe to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. I know I am very excited to watch our mock draft unfold next week. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's at least one Penn Stater that's going to an NFL team somewhere. And you're going to want to tune in and find out who it is and where they're going. Will there be a second Penn Stater? I don't know. Honestly, to be honest with you right now, I don't know if a second Penn Stater is going. But I'm prepared just in case. I'm going to throw that out there. So make sure you check that out next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Now, speaking of drafts, of course, we're going back to this column on USA Today with the 101 biggest NFL draft busts. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes for this episode so you can go check it out yourself. Or if you want to head over to NittanyLionsWire.com, we've got a highlighted version of the Penn State players that are mentioned in this list. I already mentioned Kajana Carter and Blair Thomas. I teased the fact that the New York Jets actually have another bust of a draft pick from Penn State. And it's not really a surprising one. It's Christian Hackenberg. We're not going to go into too much depth about this. I've said this before. I've always felt as though Christian Hackenberg had a lot of skill and potential. And we saw glimpses of that in his freshman season with Bill O'Brien as the head coach. And I still, to this day, will reiterate the fact that I always will wonder what would have happened to Christian Hackenberg if Bill O'Brien remained the head coach at Penn State at least for another year and helped develop Christian Hackenberg into a pro-style quarterback that I think he was still capable of doing. Again, the potential was there. And if he had the right kind of coaching, the right kind of system in place, maybe he takes that next leap that he never really did under James Franklin. And this is not a rip on James Franklin at all because I have said so many positive things about James Franklin and what he's done to this program. But he and Christian Hackenberg just couldn't mix well. And I think that Christian Hackenberg probably would have benefited more potentially as an individual had he been around with Bill O'Brien a little bit longer before Bill O'Brien ended up going to the NFL with the Houston Texans. So, again, that's another conversation for another day. But it's not a surprising uh, development that Christian Hackenberg being used with a second-round draft pick by the New York Jets would be considered a bust. I fully agree with that. I mean, this is a guy that couldn't even last uh, or hold on to a starting job in the Alliance of American Football. Do you remember the Alliance of American Football? I don't know if you even know what I'm talking about, but that's where we're talking about with Christian Hackenberg. It's unfortunate. I've got, I'm trying not to be harsh on Christian Hackenberg. I get that a lot of people are. Uh, I'm not going to bash him or anything like that. But yeah, it's a little bit of a bust for the New York Jets. Surprise, surprise. But I was surprised that another pick of a Penn Stater by the New York Jets is considered a bust. And it totally took me by surprise when I saw this. I was shocked and I just kind of had my jaw literally drop down a little bit when I saw this. Kyle Brady, Kyle Brady, uh, the number nine pick in that 1995 NFL draft going to the New York Jets. And I always thought that Kyle Brady was a solid NFL player. Obviously, he had his better years during his time with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and maybe that's why it's considered a little bit of a bust for the Jets because he didn't reach that kind of caliber of a player uh, during his first few seasons with the Jets. But you know what? Rich Kotite was the head coach. The Jets are just a mess as an organization anyway, so it probably doesn't matter who the Jets draft, but if they take Kyle Brady, uh, it's going to be labeled a bust. Now, I've 
was surprised by that. I have never actually seen that. Maybe if you're a Jets fan, maybe you feel differently. I would love to get some insight on that. Does Do Jets fans actually consider Kyle Brady a, uh, a, a wasted draft pick? Now, the big thing here is that Warren Sapp was available, <laughs> okay? Uh, Warren Sapp was one of those players that had a little bit of negative headlines surrounding him going into the NFL draft, so his stock kind of dropped a little bit. So when the Jets pass on Warren Sapp, and the Philadelphia Eagles did as well, just a couple picks earlier, and they even picked a defensive player in some guy named Mike Momola. Remember him out of Boston College? I know Eagles fans remember. Uh, but you know, Warren Sapp was on the board, and a few teams passed on him, including the Eagles, uh, but the New York Jets, they ended up taking Hugh Douglas later at the defensive end, which not a terrible pick, although his better years actually ironically came with the Eagles. Uh, but the Jets and uh, passing on Warren Sapp comes back to haunt a lot of uh, Jets fans, I guess. But, you know, I think that's unfair to Kyle Brady because I don't think Kyle Brady was a bust. I think he was a solid NFL tight end and certainly the longevity of his career would back that up. So, I don't know if it's really fair to suggest that Kyle Brady was a busted of a draft pick. I think just not drafting Warren Sapp is the bust of a move for the Jets, not necessarily drafting Kyle Brady. So I'm going to disagree with that one uh, pretty sternly as far as I'm concerned. Of course, there was uh, two other players that were mentioned in this list. Uh, real quickly, Todd Blackledge. You know, we're talking about uh, opportunities to pass on a great player in the draft. It happens all the time, but that 1983 draft in particular is pretty notable. <laughs> if you haven't been paying attention to your NFL history, there are some pretty darn quarterback, good quarterbacks taken in that 1983 NFL draft. John Elway, uh, Jim Kelly. And of course, Dan Marino. Dan Marino is the big one here because Todd Blackledge was taken with the seventh pick by the Kansas City Chiefs. And Kansas City was one of the handful of teams that passed on Dan Marino. All I have to say is maybe Dan Marino shouldn't have lost to Todd Blackledge 48-14. to Okay, we'll just leave it at that and move on. Uh, but Todd Blackledge considered a draft bust. I don't know if that's... Okay, it's probably fair. <laughs> it's probably fair when Dan Marino is on the board. Uh, let's, let's be fair about that one. Uh, the other one that does appear on this list is Aaron Maven, uh, defensive end, drafted by the Buffalo Bills with the 11th pick in the, I forget what year it was, what year was that, I'm looking it up right now as I'm recording this, uh, so he was taken 11th overall in that 2009 NFL draft. Obviously, uh, Aaron Maven had some good moments in the NFL, they just didn't come with the Buffalo Bills, so after a couple of years with no sacks, I think, which is what the Bills were really hoping for, out of Aaron Maven. Uh, they obviously moved on, and obviously he had some better moments, ironically, with the New York Jets. Uh, but Aaron Maben, a draft pick bust for the Buffalo Bills, I think it's pretty fair to suggest, given the, the history and the lack of production that they got out of Aaron Maben, uh, despite being the 11th pick. Uh, Brian Arakbo was on the board for the Buffalo Bills. Maybe things turn out a little bit better if they go that way. Uh, and maybe Brian Arakbo goes to Washington. I don't know. <laughs> or, I'm sorry, but maybe Aaron Maven goes to Washington. Who knows? But there you go. Those are the draft pick busts that USA Today labeled in their list of the 101 top NFL draft busts of all time. Again, I will link that in the show notes. We'll also link to our story over on NittanyLionsWire.com if you want to check that out. And, of course, that is going to do it for today's episode. Unfortunately, no Twitter questions submitted, so hopefully we'll try it again next week. Make sure you always submit your questions and your comments to us on our Twitter account, at LockedOnNittany. You can follow us on all of our social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and on Twitch, at LockedOnNittany. Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany, Twitter.com slash LockedOnNittany, Instagram.com slash LockedOnNittany, and Twitch.tv slash LockedOnNittany. 
If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to hear more of it on a daily basis, make sure you follow us on your favorite podcasting app right now. Go ahead and click follow on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're on the Odyssey app, formerly radio.com. Make sure you follow us on whatever app you are listening to us on right now. And if you want to really help us out, leave a rating, leave a review. Those will really help us improve our podcasting platform presence across those various apps. And we genuinely appreciate it. Again, if you leave a five-star review on any of those apps, take a screenshot of it, send it to us on Twitter at LockedOnNittany, and you'll get a special shout-out in our five-star Friday segment coming up every Friday. We're going to make that a regular feature and try to encourage you guys to leave some positive reviews. We're going to shout you guys out and read some of your comments and reviews on air for the Friday edition of the podcast. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Kevin on CFB. Check out my Penn State coverage over on NittanyLionsWire.com. You can also catch some of my college football coverage on AthlonSports.com. And of course, I'm also on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Kevin McGuire. Until tomorrow, everybody, we get back into spring game preview mode. We're going to take a look at the defense tomorrow, what to look for in the Saturday's final spring practice for the defensive side of the football. And of course, if you have any other questions, you can still chime in and submit them. We'll try to work them into the conversation as well. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Have a great day. Check out all the rest of the great content across the Locked On Podcast Network, including the Big Ten coverage over on Locked On Big Ten. I'll talk to you guys all again tomorrow. Have a great day. I'll talk to you then. Bye.